Well, okay, Sid, uh, here we are. The fourth entry in the Fast and Furious franchise, Fast and Furious, as it's called by some of us in the fandom. Is that what it's really called? No, it's really called Fast and Furious. That, well, that was the name of the first one, though. Incorrect. You are thinking of a completely, completely different movie called The Fast and The Furious. This is completely different. I like, we are off to quite a start. Uh, I recognize these characters. Oh, who's that, Sydney? Oh, that's... uh. It's Han. What is Han doing there? Interesting. Oh, because the time, time jump. Time jump. Yes, exactly. The time jump. The, the fourth Fast and Furious movie takes place after two, but before three, Tokyo Drift. I like that we're already running, we're jumping right into weird, uh, not just stunt driving, but like weird uh, stunt driving robberies. Uh, yeah, I I will say that the first um, 90 seconds of Fast and Furious is already more entertaining than the entirety of Tokyo Drift. I've never seen a truck like that. Is that one long truck? It's a cra it's wild. Yeah, it's a huge huge truck. Never, are those real? Do those exist? I feel like that's something I I didn't know was a thing. They may be real. Um uh, I missed out on them if so. Uh but but yeah, it's a huge tanker truck full of I guess petroleum. Um And there's the the driver is very upset about some of their stunts. Uh, and I'm so, and oh, she's freezing the bolts with what looks like a whippet. Yeah, or but, that stuff that you spray on your keyboard to clean. Yeah, it she's out. using compressed air to clean. <laughs> <laughs> she's using compressed air to clean the uh, the propane truck. So they're gonna sell the oil themselves. They're going to sell, they're going to open up their own gas. They just sold two tankers full of oil. What they're going to do is just, I guess, sell, sell the oil. They'll start their own like roadside gasoline place where you can buy discount gas from them. That's how, this is a wild, do people do this? Do people try to steal oil to sell it? People steal everything. People steal everything. Let's see how the heist goes. Uh, this is something that now is becoming a theme in these movies, and I I would dispute it. They believe that like these long haul truck drivers are so invested in protecting their cargo that they will murder for it. Yeah, I think we've seen at least. Three truck drivers take shots, like absolutely mm. try to gun down someone trying to steal their payload. And that they will that they will also risk their lot. I mean, like he is driving his big, long truck train like all over the place. It's very dangerous for him. He's risking his life to protect this oil. Um, and I, I don't. I mean, 
Well, I know everybody... they want to do a good job. I'm not saying that I'm that they're not devoted. I'm sure that he is very devoted. Uh, no, it's true. Um, but they make you pay for it. If you if the gas gets stolen on your watch, they make you there is they no, make you pay for there it. There is no way if you get carjacked that you have to pay for it. No, there's you do. No way that no, is, this is known. I mean, this is well no. Known. There's no way that's true. Because if, if I were that truck driver, I would have like instantly said, "Wait, wait, wait. Let me make this easy for you. Take off the harness. It's no, no. We don't need to do any of the stunts. You can put away the compressed air." Do you see this? The road they're on is just ending. It's just there's no more. Weird. See, he's in danger. I would. Have oh my God! He just grabbed his pet iguana out of the passenger seat and jumped oh, out of the truck. Oh, is the iguana okay? Uh, I, I think the human man holding him is also fine, Sydney. Well, he looked fine, but the iguana could have gotten smushed. I love iguanas. Now, just to provide some context, we've got a peaceful moment here while they're on the beach, uh, enjoying each other's company and the gasoline that they stole. They are having like a big gasoline party where like There's, come to the truck and get some gas. I assume they have to pay like you, they must be paying, but it is. That's what it is. We wanted to bring all of our cool cars for a gas party. Come on over to our gas party. Use as much gas as you want. Then go get more gas. It doesn't even matter. It's instead of a keg. Well, that's better than, I guess, getting intoxicated. This is uh, Fast and Furious uh, came out in 2009. Uh, and it was the highest grossing film in the franchise, uh, $363 million worldwide. Uh, also 29% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, that's not very good. Now, is that better than Tokyo Drift? That's about, I think it's about par for the, uh, the, the course as it were. 20, 20, uh, 33% fresh is sort of the pace car, I would say, to keep in the racing world of uh, the Rotten Tomato ratings on Fast and Furious films. I would bet if the later films maybe do better just because critics are starting to accept that this is, well, I mean, for starters, it's not a Marvel movie, um, so that's great. And also, um, the, the starting to appreciate the charms. Um, this is also the second Fast and Furious movie to be directed by Justin Lin, who directed Tokyo Drift. Right. And then he takes over for like, I think, four movies. Mm. But people really like these, even if the critics didn't. I, I mean, like. I mean, $383 million worth of people liked uh, it. Is that, is that a lot in movie numbers? Yeah. I mean. You know about that part of all. I mean, it seems obviously it's a lot of money, but I understand. I mean, that for movies, it's a different scale. I, I mean, Giganto major your avatars and your Avengers and movies like that do like a billion worldwide, but like 363 on it's all about the profits, right? 363 on what I think was about an 80 million dollar budget. That's good. You're making your money there. That's what that's a lot of money you made. It's probably more than Grease 2 made. We just watched the first scene with uh, Brian O'Connor. He's back. Brian O'Connor is back in a Fast and Furious after a brief absence in three. Um, and he's wearing a suit now, which seems anathema. I mean, it's an upgrade. I'm not usually uptight about fashion um, in the workplace. You know, I'm more of a like business casual with a capital C, lowercase b, you know. But those giant t-shirts and shorts were a lot. 
Uh, I'm sorry. During our chat, you missed the fact that Letty has been murdered. What? Yeah, Letty was murdered. Just... On a phone call. You didn't even get to see it. It's just Letty got murdered, and they said on a phone call. You're kidding me. Uh, I do not know if it was tied to the filming of this movie, but I do know that Michelle Rodriguez had some struggles with life, and I don't know if the plan was always to just... If it seemed unceremonious, perhaps that's what happened. I do not know. I this do not know terrible. that that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, Letty just got murdered off camera. And Dominic Toretto is, for some reason, staring down at the funeral while standing in front of a huge oil drill, I think, right? Like an oil derrick of some sort. Well, but that's why all these cops are there. Yeah. Because, because they think he, they're sure he'll be there. They, this is why. This is really sad. I can't believe they would do this. Yeah, it is sad. You, it's good to remember that she's not real. Um, the no, but they do. They, they again, like this is what uh, they do with women in film. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And what you're saying is correct. But I do want to say the oil derrick he was standing in front of, that was next to a cemetery, which seems like a bad place to start drilling for oil. I will say. Uh, they couldn't find him. They thought Dominic Toretto would be there, and they sent a huge team of cops, but they couldn't find him when he was standing on top of a hill. Uh, yeah, if they had looked up, they would have seen him. If they had just him. looked up to see him, they would have seen that he was standing right there. Um, but uh, that's sad. I miss Letty, and, and I, but I think what, whoever killed her, I think Dominic Toretto is going to take it uh, lying down, and he's not going to do anything about no, it. I mean, that's all well and good, but like, you know... Does it ever, does this series ever get better with women? Oh, it's good with women now because she did some of the stunts in the first scene. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. So that was actually very good. Right. And she was rewarded with an off screen murder that we found out about on a phone call. Yes. Which may or may not have been tied to struggles in Michelle Rodriguez's personal life. I don't know. What is happening? Okay. So after. I think what we're seeing now at this point is that Dominic Toretto has returned to the scene of where Letty was, I guess, murdered in a car crash, I guess. And he is now looking at tire tracks and like reconstructing it like Dexter. <laughs> Just like look at the tire tracks, look at yellow dust on the ground. He's, and like, you know what? He's in his mind palace. He's in his mind. <laughs> He's in his mind, well, he calls it his mind garage, but he's in his mind garage reconstructing the crime in his head. See, how is he seeing this? Because it's part of his mind. He's seeing her get out of the car and and someone walk over and, and I guess, murder her. Oh. Um, but uh, he's, see, he's telling this all from tire tracks and some powder he found on the ground. Um, but he's he's reconstructed the entire crime in his mind garage. That's incredible that he has that ability. It's weird that we haven't and he hasn't needed to <laughs> use it. Yeah, this is the first time we've we've seen this incredible <laughs> skill. Yeah. Okay, so we're having a conversation here between Brian and. What's Dom's sister's name? Mia? So they're talking, and she 
I mean, she's had a rough go of it, right? Like her brother's done all this illegal stuff and she had to like, she's very close to Letty. She was very close to Letty who has just passed away and she knows her brother's wanted, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff is going on. How does he still make it all about him? How does he make every conversation all about him? You've pointed the microphone at me, hoping for a response about how this uh, straight white man makes it all about him. I will not be providing you with that response uh, for fear that it would come off as uh, defense of Brian O'Connor, who is a very selfish person. Let's be honest about it. Brian, o Brian O'Connor, for Brian O'Connor at this point, I would say it is not all about family, which is a grave accusation to level at him. I understand, but I feel like Brian is more concerned with making the big bust and uh, less concerned about family. I just don't, I mean, he really, he, he shifted that whole conversation so that it was very much about how hard it was for him to go undercover. And I mean, like have, you know, relations with her. Sorry, doctor, sorry, f physician. What are you trying to describe? Intercourse. <laughs> worse, that was worse. Under false pretenses. I mean, he, you know. Yeah, he's not a good person. But but as as Mia just said, does he ever wonder if maybe he's not a good guy pretending to be a bad guy, but instead a bad guy pretending to be a good guy? That's basically the line verbatim, by the way. They put it in the script of the movie. Whoa. Dominic. Dom's going to throw a guy out a window. Hold on, we got to focus on this. Yeah, we'll pay attention to this. Now... Uh, Brian is going to try to get into a well he's in a street race to see who gets to gets to win a position running drugs or something you can just say from now on you can just say a race has been justified by the plot <laughs> and so in preparation for the race he gets to pick a car that's been impounded but instead he, he's going to take three cars and put them together into a supercar Right. That's right. the application. Which the purpose of that is so that we can have a scene of people doing things to cars. Yeah. Lots of close-ups on Castrol Syntec logos. But what I enjoy most is that once again, he's been presented with a tracking device that he is supposed to have on his car so that the boss will always know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And we know how Brian feels about tracking devices on his cars. Yes. So... He doesn't like them, I guess. No. Chekhov's tracking device has been introduced. Yeah. It will be removed. He has just met my um, favorite character in the franchise, Dwight Mueller, who has, he looks like a very uh, kind of rat-faced Dan Stevens, or like a uh, washed-out, very young Nick Nolte, and he calls Brian O'Connor a nutsack, so he's a pretty good character. He's We're in the back street to race. The balls. The balls are back. The balls are back. Fast and Furious 4. It really bothers me. Uh, I mean, the fast, reckless driving in general really upsets me, but they made a point to say they're now, not. Now, you said fast and reckless right there. Fast and reckless. <laughs> that is a different. That would be a different. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, a less catchy name for the franchise, but, but the fast and reckless driving in these crowded streets really bothers you. The crowded streets really get to me. Like, all these people are at risk. You know that people are having wrecks because of this mm -hmm. this type of, you know. It's just really inconsiderate. Do you think Brian has to go to his bosses and be like, so there's going to be this street race, and um, I might have to... Listen, I'm just going to lay down for you. 
I'm gonna have to kill a few people with my car just to be to get in there. Is that cool? A few people will die. Oh, see, look. Look, yeah. Uh, oh, and there's another bad wreck. All these bad wrecks keep happening, and like people are getting injured, or like that's traumatizing. Like the the street racer is the one who got t-boned, but the person who t-boned them wasn't breaking the law. They were following driving rules. You know, they were being a good driver, and now they have to live with that trauma. Yeah, but did you see the part when he hit the button and the nos came out? Uh, during, during the street race we're enjoying right now, Brian was about to do a very hard U-turn, and he says the line, sorry, car. <laughs> That's what, do you think he ad-libbed that? Like, I feel like I gotta say something here. Maybe sorry, car, because I feel bad about the car. Or do, or do you think when they were writing that scene, they were like, well, he's going to do this really cool thing. That's really dangerous, and it's going to pay off, and he's going to... Well, I don't know if he's going to win the race yet, but... He needs to say something cool here. And it was just, like, silence. And, like, four hours elapsed of dead silence. And then finally somebody went, Sorry, car? Sorry, car? Because he's... Sorry, the car? Went, That's fine. That's we fine. needed to have written three more of these movies in the last four hours, we'll, so... We'll come back to it never... So now we're in a club scene. There are a lot of these in these movies I've found. And the thing that the club scenes and the car scenes have in common is that uh, women are used as like set decorations, basically. You know, we're just there to wear not much clothes and look nice. Often, usually at least a few of the women in the scene are are studying for the LSAT. You can actually tell that if you look closely. Mm -hmm. Um, You're reading a lot into their characters. But the the thing is, in the club scenes, one big differentiator is that I first thought, oh, look, that's such nice representation. It's so good to see in a movie like this that is so, like dripping in toxic masculinity and like heteronormative culture it like you have these uh female characters making out with each other so that's great representation but then i noticed that there are several like close shots like gratuitously long shots of women making out with each other Right. And I began to wonder, you know, perhaps this isn't representation that I'm seeing. Maybe they're just more props. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's absolutely. I mean. Justin, are you familiar with uh, the idea of the male gaze? Yeah. I used my male gaze to remember that Dwight, uh, the other guy on the team, that they plant drugs on so they can kick him off so Brian O'Connor can get on the, the bad guys team was actually was a beast boy and I recognized that with my male gaze I tuned my male gaze to him and found that he was beast boy I think you recognize that with your male ears I would bet is that Gal Gadot I'm gonna have to take a break to figure this out yep it is 
Dom asked earlier what these cars on um, Braga's team were going to be illegally hauling, and no one would tell him. He said it's really important to find out um, what he's what uh, what's in a the driver has in his car. A real driver always knows what's in his car. I think we're about to find out what they're going to be hauling. Just one time, I want it to be smaller cars that are tied to the top of their cars. Just once, I want them to be attaching smaller, slower cars on top of their cars, and that's what they're transporting. I just hope... Oh, is it guns? I mean, it doesn't look like slower, smaller cars that are tied to the top of their cars. I assumed it would be drugs, but like those do not look like the kind of cases that usually hold drugs. They look like gun long, cases. skinny, gun-shaped drugs, maybe. So, was Toretto's plan in becoming a driver for the guy who killed Letty to blow up his own car? To distract him? His plan was, and it's very obvious if you watch, his plan was to run a bunch of NOS in his car and then hit his cigarette lighter so his car would explode uh-huh. and it would blow up all their cars and that would give him just enough time to escape the life-threatening situation that he had just put himself in. <laughs> but Clean it away. Perfect crime. Did he... Did he kill the guy who killed Letty? That's not clear. What is clear is the stunt with the blowing up his own car to really give him the whole business. What was the thought there? Blow up his own car, let Brock know how, how wild he is that he torches his own ride to get to the truth. And they're running nitro meth? Yeah, obviously nitro meth. Oh, or is that just money? Maybe it's money to buy more nitro meth. Nobody knows. Okay, I'm pondering something. Okay, go on. As I'm watching the scene where they're like hanging out and being friends again, um, and he's Dom's missing Letty, and it occurs to me like if he has this mind palace, he can enter. And he's very clever, and he thinks fast on his feet, but he has a penchant for doing illegal things. <laughs> yes, that's that's a charitable way of putting it, yeah. Couldn't he have come up with other, like, heists that weren't um, quite so deadly? You're saying that maybe he should have become, like, a... A gentleman thief, a John Dillinger gentleman thief style victimless bank robbings. What? Oh, what an opportune moment we found to be recording. Dom has just discovered that he, uh, I think Brian was using Letty as a CI. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, right. Is that why she got killed? Presumably she was going to maybe testify against somebody. Oh. Well. This is unfortunate. Oh. 
she did it for him, for Dom, because it's about family, Sydney. That's what Brian has just reconfirmed. It's about family. I think it's mainly about cars. Uh, I I rewound it, said, while you're getting some nuts, because I wanted you to see this exchange. Dom and uh, Brian are chatting, and Brian says, hey, you'll be done after we catch him. You go free. Dom said, oh, you believe that? Do you still put milk and cookies out for Santa? And then Brian just says yes. <laughs> Maybe he does. Brian takes a beat, and he's like, yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> Almost as if, like... I don't really understand what that has to do with anything, Dom. Yeah. I'm not sure what connection you're drawing with. I'm not sure what how that's related, Dom, but I do love the big the big guy with the presence. <laughs> yes, I do. Leave him. Cookies and milk. The, also, I I don't know what time of year it is because these movies have no sense of time and yeah. barely any sense of place most of the time. It's so. pretty much dusk all the time. Okay, so they... Accidentally let Braga get away because Campos was Braga the whole time. And that if they had just. Sentence means nothing to the people who are listening to this, but yes, Coppa, Campos was Santa. Campos. Was, Campos was Santa Claus. Sampa, and, Campos was Santa Claus. And Toretto is family. Correct. And what, what did you discover? No, I just. Okay, so they're blaming Brian for the whole thing, although it wasn't really his fault. Like, he had not given the signal. True. Because he wasn't sure it was Braga yet, or who was Braga, or what the hell was happening. So they were waiting to find out. And uh, that other guy, the jerk guy, Um. that Brian, like, smashed his face into the wall, by the way, earlier, which was kind of wild. Very curt, I thought. Very unprofessional more than anything. So... They're like, well, but where is Campos now? And it's like, well, he's in Mexico. And that's not in our jurisdiction. Now, here's the thing. Wouldn't they know that? Um, How do you mean? I think that if you work, I mean, like, they know that Mexico is out of the jurisdiction of any sort of U.S. police officer. (laughs) It was a little wild that they felt compelled to announce that Mexico is not in their jurisdiction because it's, you know, I mean, it is Mexico, which is a different country. I mean, if he doesn't know that. He should should be fired for the FBI, I think, for me, for my money. Oh, so he's in the FBI. Yeah, yeah. He's not a police officer. There's literally no way I, I can tell the difference between the two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what any of. I don't know how he's just able to hang out with criminals all the time, and he that's okay. Oh, and now he's making out with a sister again. That's not his sister. That's Dom's sister. Well, the sister. That's what I said. But. Gratuitous <sighs> love scene. I'm gonna skip because I don't believe how that relationship is developed. Oh my god, it's so quick. Romance has no place here in this franchise. They started kissing for like five seconds, and it was like, anyway, you get the idea. They did it. And Dom was just right outside working on his car the whole time? I literally expect, whenever I watch this, I expect like cootie alert to appear in the upper left-hand corner of the screen, because they can't have romance for more than five seconds. Before they're like, don't worry, here's another car. Don't worry. Sorry. Sorry about that. 
We should have warned you that we were going to show two adults in love. But here's a car. Here's some NOS. Welcome to Vroom City, Population U. Okay, so there's another, there's a car chase. More racing is happening. Well, it's not a race. It's a race to get away from the drug cartel. The drug cartel's boss has been taken by our heroes, Mm -hmm. as it were. And they're all so upset that their boss, like the thing is, first of all, they have taken him from Mexico to go back to the U.S., and I don't know that that's... I don't... Actually, I'm pretty sure he can't do that. No, absolutely not. So, that's number one. He's not allowed to do that. No, ma'am. Two, like, everybody else is still safe in Mexico. They've got the big boss. They're not going to go look for all of his henchmen. Why are they chasing I mean, this is how you develop your reputation amongst the the working class. Uh, how you stand up for them and become sort of a um, a beacon for the turn to. He did give the priest money for his church. That's true. Uh, a piece of wood just fell off and hit two people at the same time. It was great. Uh, anyway, this is a very intense chase that I assume is going to go on for another 30 to 40 minutes. Can I say something? I don't and it's, you know, I I, I like lots of action movies. Um, I don't personally find just car chases like that interesting, personally. Well, it's just driving. I just feel like, you know, it's going to work out. You know, there's not, so like the stakes are not that high and especially with these where there's like such huge stunts that you're dealing with it's so much green screen you're not even getting like really cool when the effects are practical and there's a car chase i can get into it because there's a lot of like technique and it's like a little more harrowing but like these are i mean they might as well be transformers i mean i i and the car stunts at the beginning were cool because they were like practical People were riding, dry, standing on top of cars. It was wild. But this is like Practical green... Practical sc- car stunts. Yes, exactly. This is like people standing inside... Or, sorry, sitting inside green screen cars. Just is nothing. Oh, no. They also, like, the way that they are dodging beams as they're driving through these tunnels that they've never been through before and that are poorly lit and all that. It's not, like... It, it is. They have reaction time that does not exist on the, the planet. No, what you're saying is incorrect, and it makes perfect sense that they could do it. They're great drivers. I mean, the best of the best. <gasps> oh no! Did you see what he just did? Just squished that fellow with his car. Okay, so this is the guy that killed Letty. So you knew all along. Yeah. Dom was going to murder him. Yeah. But not only did Dom just murder him with his car. Which, I mean, I guess that's appropriate. Uh-huh. Did you see Brian held him in place so that Dom could murder him with his car? That's, I think, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Personal. Oh, look, Brian's hurt. Sydney, Brian's hurt. Dom's mm-hmm. applying pressure to the wound. Take off your shirt, Dom. Use it as a compress. Uh-huh. One tender kiss. That'll fix it.
This is like they're. Well, we know that. I mean, Dom is was in Tokyo Drift, which is very, in the future. Yeah, in the future, yes. But yeah, but maybe Brian doesn't know about the future. Hmm. Um, is this the end of the road for Brian? I don't actually know what his last Fast and Furious movie. I feel like he made Fast Five. Um, I am aware that the actor unfortunately passes away at some point, yeah. but I don't know when that happens. No. Um, I never realized how much Dominic Toretto is like Doug Judy. He just shows up and they have fun together as friends, but then he has to leave because he did crimes. Oh, it's a courtroom. So there you have it. Dom is sent to jail for 25 years to life. But then is apparently at the end rescued by Mia and Brian. Uh, we don't see the actual escape, but we know that that's what happens. But yeah, I kind of like that actually. I kind of like that he Brian has finally realized that he's a bad boy. Well, not only is he a bad boy, but like the criminal justice system in this country is so deeply flawed that it doesn't matter how how good you try to be within it yeah i think it's it's so true sydney um it reminds us that uh for the simple for something as simple and benign as squishing a man with your car (laughs) 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 in addition to so many other offenses you could be sent to prison for the simple <laughs> practically victimless crime of crushing a man with your vehicle intentionally. Okay. I understand that he did that, and I am not defending any action of murder. But <laughs> the man he squished with his car did kill Letty. And that's how the criminal justice system works. Anyway, that is fast. Well, no, it doesn't. That's why Brian cannot exist within it any longer because right. he is not. It does not follow his code. Remember, he talked about codes, codes. for a while. Codes are very important. I wasn't important. paying very close attention, but it but definitely there was co- talk there of codes. codes. And he, the penal code is not the code that he believes in. Uh, that was going to do it for fa- Fast and Furious. Join us at the same RSS feed, I guess, for Fast Five. It only gets better, I guess. And it will be about family still, which will be nice. Mm-hmm.